Last time on the Jurassic Campaign. If you have armor or weapons on your sheet, we can kind of assume if you didn't already own them that we picked them up in this process. Yay! So while you're shopping, Chetty actually pulls Thea aside. A word, if you don't mind. Mr. Wolanek mentioned in his little talk with you all this morning that there's a suspicion of sabotage. Something I think he didn't and wouldn't have thought of, or mentioned at least, is that they glance around and kind of lower their voice a little, and they say, Wally and his son haven't always seen eye to eye on the operations of this business, Miss Crane. I don't think Mr. Wolanek would ever want to think of it this way, but while you're doing your investigation, you may bear in mind that this might not be something that was lower down in the ranks, so to speak. Oh, I might Jesus. be distracting all of you with my dilly doll. Hey guys, look what it can say! <laughs> you are. <laughs> say, you're my best friend. I hate you. Hey, uh, hey, hey, you there! You guys are walking along, like looking in horror on the dilly doll um, as, as you're going. <laughs> Um, and you look up and you have just been stopped by what you would recognize as three Heptade Order members. You there. Take, take, take off your scarf. Quinn takes off their scarf very slowly. And Quinn just like beelines up to their room, grabs the fake ID and beelines back down. (laughs) (laughs) And then very willingly hands over the fake ID to the agents. All right, um, everything everything seems to be in order here. Fine. Um, apologies for, for disturbing you. He looks so upset. I don't think the meeting time was until yeah, for a few hours yet. Can I help you? That was the original meeting time. I believe Mix Passworth is concerned due to the events of last evening that you um, expedite <laughs> your trip out of the port. Oh, I see. I see. And as you come down this long wooden dock over the water, there's two people at the end of the dock. And it seems like they're fighting about something. As you're approaching, you see they're about the same height. It's an elven woman who's like porcelain pale, wearing a captain's kind of one of those bicorn like taco style hats and a dark green and black coat, which you know is the colors of uh, Epic and is very like sharp and prim looking. And then she's arguing with a man. It's a a half elven man dressed all in green and khaki. It kind of looks like a pair of cargo shorts, 850 utility belts and then threw them up all over itself. Um, His pockets have pockets. You're not sure why Eddie Taylor agreed to make such a thing. And then he's got kind of shaggy, wavy, golden blonde hair done up in a man bun and like a little monkey clinging to his shoulder as he gestures and gesticulates at this woman. Captain Kelburn clicks her heels together sharply and waves a hand behind her, kind of in a semblance of politeness, and leads the way up the gangplank onto the ship. And Chetty goes to catch up and starts chattering about, like, you know, growth or something. And then Garbanzo Dean is asking all of you, so, uh, 
are, 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 have you have you done uh, much of bushwhacking or uh, or camping before? What what what's your stories? <laughs> and uh, the little monkey is coming over his shoulder and like chattering at you guys. Is he the crocodile hunter? Oh yeah. Uh, in my notes, Garbanzo, Garbanzo Dean, in my notes for the longest time, was called not Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. My insight higher than Harper's. <laughs> uh, okay. Quinn just shakes their head no and is looking like up and around at the masts of the ship and then like around the railing out into the open ocean uh, realizing that this is the first time they've ever been on a boat oh god <laughs> oh my god excellent Thea is taking out her notebook and writing down their names <laughs> so she's not really paying attention to them but she is <laughs> I've pitched a couple tents in my day. Nikki's staring at me. Not those type of tents, Nikki. He says, deliberately dropping the innuendo and then acting like I'm the one being ridiculous. Hargrave says, I haven't been out in the wild much, but I'm a bit of an urban woodsman. An urban wood? Oh, well, what what, what kind of interesting uh, creatures do you uh, see in the cities there? I imagine I'm, I admit I've not spent a lot of time in the in the urban wilds myself. Oh, um, there's these very odd creatures. Hang around in dark alleys. Take your money if you go into them too much. Oh. Actually, they try to take your money even if you stay well away, but usually only late at night. Oh, well, I'm, I'm aware of those. Uh, you gotta watch out for this little guy. <laughs> he chucks the monkey under the chin. <laughs> it's just Pinto. If, you, if you've got all shiny in your bags, you might keep an eye on it. <laughs> He's a bright little bugger sometimes. <laughs> he actually, like, kind of peels Pinto off of him himself and hands him to, to you, Thea. <laughs> and then uh, closes her her notebook and puts it under one armpit and then like awkwardly <laughs> takes the monkey. Always oh, alright. He won't bite probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he's a he's a pretty good boy. He gets a little enthusiastic sometimes, but Thea is kind of holding him. You know how people that are really uncomfortable with babies like hold them out in their bodies? Roll an animal handling check. Oh, God, no! Oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Hold on. No, okay, wait. I need to see what my mod is, if anything. Um, I rolled a three. Oh, shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, God, no! Okay, uh, go ahead and roll a, uh, a deck save. That is an 11. Okay. <laughs> uh, you just fumble awkwardly. It's like, it kind of like you can't figure out if you're trying to hold the monkey or hand back the monkey. And so, uh, <laughs> the monkey is like just wriggling all over the place and seems to be trying to like maybe grab for your pen. Um, <laughs> not allowed. 
<laughs> and it's just kind of uh, an odd little kerfuffle. And he seems to see that you're in distress and uh, it grabs the monkey back before you can drop it. <laughs> uh, great monkey you got there. Well, it, it's, all, it's all right. Uh, you've got plenty of time to get acclimated to, to, to creatures and whatnot before we get to the island. <laughs> Sophia is going to Linda Quinn. Are monkeys part of the job? <laughs> Shrugs. <laughs> and their eyes are like permanently slightly whiter than they have been <laughs> for the rest of this. <laughs> so, Thea, if you're watching closely, is going to take back out her notebook and scribble a line that says, I'm not good with monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Has Thea ever had a pet before? I can't remember if you all introduced yourselves already. Hargrave <laughs> no, yes. did. Okay, I was going to say, I know Quinn some did. of you did, and Thea did. Thea did. Yeah. Quiz yeah. <laughs> did not. Oh, sorry, I was just staring at your monkey. I'm uh, Lindsay Starling. <laughs> Place to meet you, Mr. Starling, and he shades your hand, too. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a, a bit of a tender hand there. Don't worry, we'll get we'll work that out of you before we get there. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that reminds me. Where's the rest of the crew? Are we the crew? Are they having us manage it? Oh no, there's like crew prepping the ship. So you see, like okay. there's people like running around, like you know. Oh, okay. Doing ship things. <laughs> no, it looks Doing like a lot of them are like. Boat. Yeah. That, well, it's a ship, not a boat. But um, they're yeah, they're there are crew members like up, like going up and down the gangplank and loading like crates and barrels and things down into the hold. All right, then. Well. I'd be happy to give you a, a little tour around uh, around the ship. Garbanzo Dean gives you a tour of the ship. There's a main deck where there's, you know, room to kind of walk around and, and do stuff, but not a ton. There's like, you know, ropes and, you know, people running around and a lot of stuff that's being loaded in. So there's, oh. there's two upper decks um, and then the that underneath oh. each of those upper decks are like cabins and things. Um, so like the officers and the captain all have uh, space in the back uh, under the quarter deck. Um, you guys have a tiny little cabin. It's literally, um, he opens the door and is like, you can put your stuff in here. Um, and it's like just enough, like there's not enough room for all four of you to stand inside <laughs> without being uncomfortably in each other's space. There's two rows of bunks, like, against the walls, like, um, a a low bunk and a high bunk. And then just enough room for, like, one person to walk in between, two if they don't mind that they're brushing each other. (laughs) And kind of the same, there's, like, like a T-shaped floor space, essentially. Like, a little room to, like, move to the side in front of the bunks if someone is coming in or out and to open the door. 
Um, and that's just the bunks. But the whole ship is kind of, like, it's not like, oh, we put you in the bad cabin. It's like, it's a ship. Like, the quarters are tight. You know, you see that, like, the crew, for example, all have hammocks hanging in the lower deck, like, practically all bunched up together like bananas. And so you're kind of like, well, we're better off than them. But <laughs> this is going <laughs> to, we are going to get to know each other very well. Oh, no. Yeah, with, with a surprising amount of cap says, well, I hope nobody snores. Mm. It's not even like a Lindsay. <laughs> Listen, I have sleep apnea. <laughs> oh, God. No. Quinn is mentally measuring the length of these bunks again. How tall they are. So you would say that if Quinn didn't have horns... There is just enough room because, you know, they kind of build them as in, in so far as they can for all sizes. And so there's like, yeah, you know, yeah. they kind of plan for like Goliath or whatever to be able to sleep. But it's like if they curled up slightly, you think you're going to have to the, the pillows are on like the opposite end, like away from the door. Quinn thinks they're probably going to have to sleep with their head towards the door so their horns can hang out into the small space <laughs> between the bed and the wall uh, to be able to sleep comfortably. Quinn, oh <laughs> Quinn, how much distance between the top and bottom bunk is there? Sitting up would be, they would have to, I think Quinn would have to bend their head a little to keep from whacking their head. Um, on the on the upper bunk, but it's definitely a better prospect than the upper bunk, which is like, you know, <laughs> you're not sure Quinn could sit all the way up even with her head tilt or with their head tilted. Garbanzo <laughs> Dean is kind of looking from you, Quinn, to to the to the bunks. It's like oh, it'll, it'll be a bit of a tight fit. You might we might see if we can uh, get a bit of rope or. Uh, a uh, bit of felt we can wrap around your headgear there so you don't bump it too bad. <laughs> I, my, uh, um, <laughs> do not worry after my headgear. It will be okay being bumped. Uh, however, they look imploringly at the three of you and then point <laughs> sheepishly at one of the lower bunks. <laughs> May I have a lower bunk. Oh, sure. I'm not planning on using the crow's nest anyway. The odds. Um, <laughs> I, I call the other lower bunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I rush over and throw my stuff on it. Quinn gives you a look, Lindsay, but doesn't say anything. <laughs> Thea tries to, like, give Lindsay as much space as possible and goes and puts her stuff on the bunk above Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God. Yeah, Hargrave hangs hangs his bag off of the other bunk as well. Uh, like a little sleepover every night. <laughs> It'll be about about a two week trip if uh, if the weather suits us. <laughs> two weeks? I thought this was like a day trip. A day trip. 
No. Eight. No. <laughs> Mr. Starling. What kind of vacation do you take that's just a day long? Well, I meant like a day out on sea. I didn't know we have to room together for two weeks. Well, Mr. Starling, oh, where, where else do you think there it? is on a ship? <laughs> I mean, I... You can always sleep during the day and then leave it past at night. <laughs> I glare at Thea. I <laughs> grow you know what? I'm gonna go talk to the captain about these sleeping arrangements. <laughs> I, Have you seen? Oh, you want to sleep with the other don't crew be, members? Don't be crass. I've built ships like this before. I feel like I should stay in one of the officer cabins. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and I squirm out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so are you gonna go? What are you doing? We're gonna go talk to uh, Captain Kilburn. Yeah, uh, roll perception. Uh, eight out of five. <laughs> you, there's just like a lot of hustle and bustle, and you don't see her right off the bat. Where do you want to look for her? Uh, I will go towards the foremast. Okay, up to the forecastle. Yes. Okay. Yep, there are people running around. Are you going to go up on the forecastle deck? Heck yeah. Okay. Go ahead and roll perception again. Uh, a three. <laughs> it's kind of... Do you have dark vision? Uh, I've never played a gnome before. I think so. Uh, I don't believe you do. I believe I do. I'll go look at it. Really? Up. Underground, you have superior dark vision, blah, 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 gnomes. Yeah. Yeah, I got them. I got dark vision. I can see it right here. Up to 60 feet. Okay. I'm going to mark that because it is not on my tracker. Is Thea the only one who doesn't have dark vision? I'm the only human. No wonder. And you've got a magic lantern. Hell yeah, I do. (laughs) I'm just imagining it being her whipping it out and being like, it's okay, everyone. I've got this. And all the dark vision people like covering their eyes like, ah. I love my, I love lamp. (laughs) All right. Well, you still don't see her with a three. (laughs) Although you can see, Um, you know, the sea is dark and starting to gleam. Uh, navy blue as the sky uh, lightens slightly in the distance. You see people swarming all over the deck, like getting shit together. And like one guy is actually like, excuse me, and like kind of bumps you out of the way because you're sort of underfoot. Lindsay is probably distracted by all the OSHA violations he's seeing. And he's just like, oh my God, where is the safety harness? What are you doing, people? So, not seeing anyone on the foremast, I huff, <laughs> and I storm straight to the captain's cabin. Okay. Uh, so there's a door. And I knock on it. Okay. Pound on it, really. Uh, there's uh, no answer, but someone, uh, someone walking by with like a big crate is like, "Are you looking for the captain?" Yes. Oh, she's she's up on the on the quarter deck talking to McSpat's one. All right, and I hurry there. Okay, you climb up, <laughs> you climb up the quarter deck stairs. <laughs> this is where like the steering wheel is, and there's the big stern mast or the mizzen mast rather, rising up, and at the back of the ship, it looks like almost roll insight. Sure. Got a fifteen. You get this sense that, so Kelburn is like staring out 
over the water and like just has kind of stony look on her face. And it looks like Patsworth is trying to cheer her up or talk her over into something. Like they're patting her arm and talking in a chipper way. But as soon as they see you, they stop talking. Ah, Mr. Starling, uh, can we help you? Yes, there has been a mistake with the uh, sleeping arrangements. I believe I should have my own quarters. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> 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 Patsworth just looks at Captain Kelburn like, I will leave this to you. <laughs> well, just think about what I said, Captain. Um, I'm sure it'll all turn out fine. I'll see you when you get back. Uh, thanks for your time. And they head off clacking down the stairs and look like they're going to go boss someone around. Captain Kelburn walks right up to you. Like, almost uncomfortably close. You know how some people, like, stand too close to you when they talk? And she looks down at you and is like, Excuse me, Mr. Starling. That's Admiral Starling. That is not Admiral Starling. <laughs> this is my ship. I am the captain. I don't even get a roll for that. <laughs> I don't think she gives a single fuck. I guess I am in business accountant attire. Also, she knows who you are. Like, she's been told by Mr. Willanek who you guys are. All right, all right. It might not be a real admiral, but I have built no less than a dozen miniature schooners and... What type of ship are we on again? Roll history. <laughs> You're so mean. It's not my fault you don't keep notes. Uh... Battleships, um, juggernauts, um, M1, A1, Abram tanks. <laughs> a little seven. I don't know 17th century ships like you do, Nikki. <laughs> then maybe you shouldn't tussle with me over this. Listen, I can tell that you're going to need my help with the rigging and the halyards and the braces. Like, I'm an expert at all Her this. mouth is just, like, pinching, like, the more you talk. And she finally says, Mr. Starling... I do not need your help captaining my ship. I've been on it longer than you've been alive, and I trust my crew to know their jobs. If you know anything about ships and have built as many models as you've said, then you should know very well that space is limited on a ship. I'm afraid that whatever landlubberly ways you have of sprawling out and having all the space that you care for, you're going to have to get over it, because that is not how things work on the sea. (laughs) How about a dividing curtain? We'll call it even. If you care to rig up a canvas, you're more than welcome to take one from the stores. And she, like, turns and walks off. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go to the stores and take a curtain and a ginger ale. Girl, ginger ale? There's no ginger ale. My tummy's going to get sick without ginger, Nikki. I need something for my nausea. Is there any ginger um, I mean, you can ask around. They're like they're in the process of loading. There are a hundred people filling this deck like a Tetris. I feel board. like you thought about all the nautical stuff, but not like the dietary needs of the crew. We're gonna get scurvy if we don't have these resources. You get scurvy from lack of citrus or vitamin C, not from lack of ginger. I rolled a one. What am I rolling for? I don't think ginger is. <laughs> you start. You follow her down the steps, and you trip and fall flat on your feet. <laughs> 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 and, and then Pinto scampers over and starts like picking at your glasses and trying to take them. Pimento, find me a ginger ale. 
Watch you say that, fella. <laughs> Garbanzo Dean rescues you from his wayward monkey and like bends over and picks him up. <laughs> you need a hand up there. What what are you saying about ginger ale? A ginger ale and a sheet or a mast or some sort of dividing privacy curtain. Well, uh, a mast. I, I, I don't think you're gonna fit one of these masts in your in your bunk, Mister Starling. But I think we can find you a bit of canvas or a, a spare sail, um, and we can talk to the doctor about getting you something if you're. Uh, you got a wee bit of seasickness. Like he like kind of leans down and like whispers that a little, almost like it's embarrassing. <laughs> yes, I will see the doctor. I'm not embarrassed at all. I will see the doctor about my tum tum. And I say very loudly with my hands on my hips. <laughs> and I will follow him to get the canvas and get my medicine. <laughs> okay, sure. What are Quinn and what are the rest of you doing while Lindsay's on his little mission here? <laughs> Honestly, Hargrave is a little bit more worried than he lets on about actually being able to sleep in any sort of proximity to people who snore. And he only <laughs> needs to trance anyway. He's sizing up the mast to see how difficult he thinks it would be to get up into the crow's nest. Yeah, there's like a ladder. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's figured out what his likely trancing arrangements are for the evening. Very good. Uh, Thea, I think, climbs onto the top bunk and is, like, trying to get comfortable just to try it out. Like, you know how you test a mattress? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's like... He's just kind of rolling around. (laughs) It's, it's not the comfiest thing you've ever slept on, especially after being at the Bird of Paradise Inn, which had a really amazing bed that you could have sunk right through. But it's like, fine. It's a straw stuff cot mattress. It's a little cramped and a little uncomfortable, but like bearable. It's not that bad. So she's going to pull out her lantern, which I think she had anyway, and like, cozy up in bed and just put the lantern on her stomach and then <laughs> hold it. Uh, this is my emotional support lantern. <laughs> she really likes it. I was thinking I might give myself a tour of the ship. Um, are you going to be okay here? Uh... Thea shrugs. <laughs> I mean, I think I'll be all right. I will come back and check on you. <laughs> and Quinn <laughs> leaves the room. <laughs> all right, uh, where is Quinn going? Quinn is going to start walking around the ship, just kind of, you know, enjoying the early morning as they normally do. And then slowly come to the realization that they can feel the ground moving under their feet and the sensation becomes slowly more and more uncomfortable until Quinn realizes that this is not working and so they go back to the cabin like less than 30 minutes later (laughs) Roll a constitution save. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Lindsay's not going to even have a bunk to sleep in. 
<laughs> oh, my con is not bad. Uh, 15. You are feeling pretty green around the gills and like your stomach is shifting, but you don't feel like you're going to imminently barf all over everything you see. <laughs> yeah. But you're, so you're definitely going. hoping that the, that the, the sea stays calm. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn politely asks someone for a bucket and then goes back to the cabin <laughs> and lies down. <laughs> How long has Quinn been out? Like 30 minutes at the most. Okay. So I'm just, so like, Thea is in her bunk hugging her lantern. Quinn is in their (laughs) bunk hugging their bucket. (laughs) Yep. Thea will kind of dip her head over the side of the bunk. Wait, are you all right? I believe that the sensation I am feeling is sour stomach. Oh no. Uh, you kind of looks I, around. I do not believe it is anything I ate this morning, so I could only assume it's due to the ship. Well, uh, I'm, if you need anything, I, I'll, I'll be here. She sends awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing what she can actually do to help. <laughs> uh, when I feel less eminent, I will seek out <laughs> medication. Do you? Thea sits up and puts her lantern very carefully on the bed next to her, and then hops off the bunk and stares at Quinn. Uh, do you want me to go see if I can find somebody that has stomach meds? Um, if you would be so kind. <laughs> Will you watch my lantern? Quinn <laughs> reaches out for the lantern and hugs it with their other arm. So Thea gives her a tight, dutiful nod and then heads for the door. As you're coming out, you see a a crewman um, kind of leading Lindsay toward you through the chaos, right up to the door, right next to your cabin. And they're in the process of saying, well, the sick bay's in here. Um, the doctor, I think, is getting ready and getting things squared away. <laughs> they should be able to fix you something up for that for that bit of seasickness you got. Thea is going to sigh and look towards the heavens and then approach the crewmate while trying to ignore Lindsay. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, you said there's something for seasickness, you said? Uh, oh, I think uh, Dr. Rumblekin can probably fix you up with something. Dr. Rumblekin? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Where I do I, I put in a formal request, or do I stay here? And she eyes <laughs> Lindsay, and then looks back up at the roommate. Lindsay well, scowls. Well, I don't think she might, and he kind of, like, raps on the door with his knuckles. Come on in! He opens the door for you and just walks off, like, 
okay, I did my job. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay goes in quick and closes the door behind him. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Roll a contested dex check. <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> uh, not great. Uh, let's see. Uh, 15? Uh, Mr. Starling. <laughs> uh, eight. <laughs> Lindsay tries to slam the door in Theo's face, but she manages to grab it with her hand. Oh, I didn't, Before. I, I didn't see you there, sorry. Are you serious? You totally saw me. I, I just thought you were one of the crew. Are we going to have a problem this entire trip? No, absolutely not. We're teamwork, remember? Team. Or teamwork. <laughs> Listen, I haven't got my C words yet, all right? I'm still, that's why I'm here. <laughs> oh my do God. You, why do you have a problem with me? It's not that I have a problem with you. It's just, I don't. You have a problem that I'm not my sister. Okay, move along. <laughs> can I, can I uh, help either of you two? Um, did you need something or just... You look over and <laughs> there's a couple people in the room. Um, one of them's like a, a young uh, person who's kind of in the back, kind of looks like they're uh, stocking cabinets. Like it's, it's clear that uh, the people in here are also preparing for the voyage. And at first you think it's like it's someone's kid is on the ship for some reason. And then you realize it's just like a very tall halfling with ruffled light brown hair that's pulled back in a loose bun and wearing a, a doctor's coat, um, peering up at you with big eyes. Uh, was there something or um, we're in a bit of a rush, but if you need something, um, did, you, did someone get hurt? Or? I need ginger ale. I'm Thea Crane, and I apologize, and I just need medicine for tummy problems. Hey, me too. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the young man behind uh, the, the part halfling woman peeks around behind her and looks at you, Thea, and goes, Crane? Uh, like Miss Abigail Crane? <laughs> I nod my head furiously. Thatcher, back to work. We've got a lot to do. <laughs> the full of face palms. <sighs> uh, yeah, uh, Crane. Ginger candy in the box there. Um, she points over to a box on a shelf. There's kind of like these shelves that look like they kind of have like a little lip inside them. So it basically looks like everything is built to kind of slot in. Presumably so it doesn't like get tossed off the shelves um, when the when the ship pitches and rolls. There's a row of little wooden boxes with names branded in the sides. And one of them says ginger. Um, and when you open it, there's like, like crystallized ginger candy in there. <laughs> Candy for breakfast. Oh, 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 I am living dangerously. <laughs> I scoop some up and take a piece of my mouth. Thea uh, gingerly grabs them. Ah, so good. <laughs> and then she's just going to bow awkwardly to the doctor and then leave. <laughs> hey Thea, wait up! I run and I try to catch up to Thea. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> I didn't know you got seasick too, huh? Maybe we got some things in common. <laughs> Thea's eyes go wide and she stares at Lindsay. 
Right. Uh, Just a couple two peas in a pot, am I right? <laughs> Christ on a cracker. You're kind of hot and cold, man. <laughs> Listen, I think it's very cool that someone else has tummy issues. So, like, I'm jumping at the opportunity. <laughs> so, Thea is going to force a smile and rush towards Quinn holding the ginger. <laughs> Quinn is going to exchange your lantern for the ginger and then <laughs> nibble on the candy. <laughs> like stick it in their mouth and just hold it there and wait for it to melt. Aww. Uh, there's There's a wrap at the door. <laughs> Patsworth is back, laden with exciting things. All right, uh, delivery. Um, Ixania? Um, and they have, they're holding a large uh, silvery shield, and when they turn it, there's your ruby stone set in the middle with the little symbol gleaming. Quinn's eyes light up as much as they can. They kind of look around the cabin, like, mm, things are a bit tight here, and uh, they kind of slot it, like, in between the wall and the... <laughs> um, <Yeah>. and the bunk. <laughs> Ah, uh, have, have any of you seen uh, Mr. Wren? You notice they're also got like a little sewing kit and the, and some clothes like draped over their arm. I haven't seen him. I think Quinn points above deck. Well, you guys are, just to clarify, if you go like out the door, you're on the main deck. Quinn we were... points out the door. They kind of bow perfunctorily and, and head off looking for, for Hargrave. <laughs> And they see you. They, they don't even give Thea and well, I guess Lindsay already has his creepy doll. Lindsay but. already has his his demon doll, and Thea already has her. She's been hugging her emotional support lantern, which she's hugging. Oh, again. right, oh. right, right. <laughs> Your guys has had to be customized. That's why they're late. Yeah. Passworth hunts you down, Hargrave. <laughs> and yeah, Hargrave's you. probably on the on the forecastle, just looking out over the water. They wave you down and are basically like, hey, tr- try these on so I can check that they fit. <laughs> of course. Um, there are probably a bunch of other people here, aren't there? Oh, yeah. There's, like, not so much on the forecastle itself you know, at the moment, but, like, running around the deck and, like, still loading stuff. Yeah. That's <laughs> Hargrave care. Not really. Hargrave recognizes that there are people around everywhere, and... He also thinks that if he doesn't get to swim at least a little bit out in the middle of the ocean, that he'll be slightly disappointed. So he just strips most of the way down and tries on the clothes right there. They check the seams and are pinching and fiddling at at everything, but they seem pretty satisfied with how everything is fitting. All right then, Mr. Wren, is that working for you? Yeah, quite nice. Thank you. Excellent. Alrighty then, onward to the next thing. <laughs> There's always something, isn't there? They go running off to do whatever it is else next that they're doing. <laughs> is there anything anyone else wants to do immediately? Um, how long is there till the ship leaves? Um, you know, you were initially supposed to be here at eight. It looks like it's nearly dawn, which is like, I don't know, maybe around six. So you're thinking maybe not for, you know, a few hours yet. Hmm. Before you um, pass Hargrave off. will try to, well, he'll change back first 
get his new clothes down into his luggage, and then he's going to look for the captain to see if he has a little bit of time to do a spot of shopping before they leave. Yeah, you find either Kelburn or uh, one of the other officers, and she kind of ch- like looks a little cross to be interrupted. She looks like she was like you know talking to the purser or something about some of the arrangements for the trip. And she looks irritated initially, but when you ask, she looks at her pocket watch um, and says, be back in less than three hours. If you're late, we're leaving you. And then turns back (laughs) to what she was doing. (laughs) Looks for me. Hargrape is going to go off and realizing the size of the ship, he is going to try to procure his own ginger chews and maybe some other fruity candies before they go off onto (laughs) the water. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. Yep. He he gets a bit of a supply. Mm -hmm. Like, for a two-week journey, he will be able to enjoy his sweets a pleasant amount, not quite as much as Quinn might, but... <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. Laugh at Dan for his ginger ale, but now everyone wants the ginger candies. <laughs> I see how it is. I was laughing because you think... said, where's the ginger ale? And I said, there's not just a bucket of ginger ale sitting around. And you said, but you'll get scurvy. <laughs> and I'm like, that's... Details, Um... <laughs> All right, yeah, you absolutely do that. Are you guys just kind of camping out in your cabin for the rest of the prep time, or? Yeah, sure. Bidet is concerned for Quinn and is watching to make sure they're all right. (laughs) (laughs) Quinn is staying put until the ginger kicks in. (laughs) Um, Ironically, uh, it's, it's a little passed on now. Things aren't exactly quieting down, but there's definitely, like, less stuff coming on board the ship, and now it seems like more people are, like, fastening stuff down to get ready to leave within the next couple hours. And someone comes and knocks and checks in on you guys and says, um, the captain would like a word with, uh, mixed, um, Anya? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Quinn makes a very soft, very... Bone <laughs> extracts themselves from their bunk, starts to put the bucket like on the floor and not take it with them, and then thinks better of it, grabs the bucket <laughs> and takes and holds it by their side and follows the crew member. Of course. So they lead you over across the deck, over to the captain's cabin, and lets you inside and shuts the door behind you. So you enter the room. It's a very small cabin. There's a sort of windows along the back that you recognize are like the back of the ship, um, like the stern windows. But it's very clear that this is both Kelburn's workspace and probably also like an officer workspace and as well as like her bunk. So there's a cot off to the side room is very tight, but she's at a desk. She's put her hat to the Mm -hmm. side, and her ice blonde hair is back in, like, a tight chignon, and she's signing off on something. She sets her quill aside and looks up at you. You get the sense that she's trying to evaluate you a little, and she kind of looks you up and down. very hard to bow respectfully while also hiding the bucket behind them. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it works about as well as it sounds like it does. Makes sense. I hope you and your companions find the cabin to your liking. Uh, Quinn nods. She nods curtly back. I will be up front with you. I trust Mr. Wellanek's business acumen, and I appreciate the value of giving people second chances. But the seat doesn't give second chances. If you give me any reason to think that you are a danger to my ship or my crew, I will personally escort you off of it. So if you choose to exercise another bout of insubordination, I suggest you do so with inside of land. Are we understood? Dang. Dang. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn nods and bows and says you are perfectly understood captain it will not happen very well dismissed she turns back to whatever she was doing (laughs) Quinn like out of habit does the military does does an actual about face (laughs) (laughs) and i guess we'll end it there hey guys thanks for listening now remember likes subscribes tweets shout outs all that is tax deductible all right (laughs) So, so do it all please